0: You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 52. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Printle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Roro, we finally have everything we need for next gen. Except everything. Except the devices. (laughs) We're so close. We got yeah, Yeah. we're almost there. Almost there. Almost. (laughs) uh just as a quick psa we are still giving away t-shirts guys uh to anyone who participates in the youtube chat live uh with our episodes if you just participate drop a comment in there while we're uh chatting live and we'll read out your comments as well and you can uh win a free t-shirt podcast pxn t-shirt so uh make sure you guys check us out live um Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week, Roro, is all the Sony news on the PlayStation 5 event that they just had a little bit ago, including pricing and pre-order info and games as well. But first, the show always starts with the PXN news of the week so let's go ahead and jump right in Roro. for the first item on the pxn news of the week i kind of wanted to highlight this uh at the top of the top of the show because i thought it was very very important and uh i thought it was a great thing that was going on so uh steven's Sp- Bone, who's kind of uh, one of the founders of Able Gamers, and uh, he's kind of the guy in charge, so to speak, over there. Uh, he posted something on Twitter that uh, for his 40th birthday, he wanted to do a milestone uh, essentially. So, his 39th birthday, he met The Rock, which is hilarious. That's <laughs> <So> awesome. <cool. laughs> yeah. Uh, and for his 40th birthday, he would like to raise $1 million for Able Gamers, which is a fantastic charity that uh, that really helps gamers that are in situations where they um, are, are not able to play games or have issues playing games in terms of accessibility and stuff like that. And he, really, this organization is, does a phenomenal job of working with the game industry as well in, in, in terms of making accessibility features in their games as well. Uh, I know Last of Us Part 2 does such a phenomenal job of incorporating uh, accessibility features, and, and it's from guys like Steven that uh, kind of push for that and uh, make games accessible to people who. Um, definitely cherish it and, and enjoy those, those moments and want to enjoy those moments as much as every, everyone else. Uh, so I thought that was a great way to start off the show. Um, if you want to donate, just go to, uh, ablegamers.networkforgood.com. Uh, and you guys can donate on there. You can also find Able Gamers on Twitter and they have links all over their Twitter account as well. Uh, yeah to donate. So, I thought that was kind of a cool way to to start the show, For Roro. Sure. Um so, yeah, donate. Donate. Uh <laughs> moving on, Ubisoft last week Roro had a big news uh dump, so to speak, on their uh their event that they had. Uh I kind of want to just clump all these together and then we can ch- kind of talk about what our favorites were uh, just because we have so much this week and I, I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about the PlayStation 5 stuff. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So I'll just list these out, and we can talk about whatever uh, fancies us. Uh, so Scott Pilgrim versus the World Complete Edition was announced, so that game finally comes back. Uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time Remake, uh, I'll talk about that one in a second, uh, was announced. Uh, Riders Republic was announced, which is sort of a spiritual successor to Steep, which was that like snowboarding game, uh, multiplayer snowboarding game uh aiden pierce is going to be dlc and Watchta- watch talk watchdogs legion uh aiden pierce from the first Watch Dogs game uh rainbow six for next gen consoles is coming at no additional cost if you own the current gen version and it will be 120 frames per second at in 4k as well on both series x and playstation 5 uh, and then immortals phoenix rising which is quite possibly the worst rename ever uh for gods and monsters uh, is coming december 3rd which they officially confirmed so i will talk about just the two things that catch my eye i think rainbow six getting a next-gen version for free 120 frames per second 4k is phenomenal i love that i'm so glad that all these companies that are doing this uh some of them aren't which i'm not a fan of but uh Yes, I think that's great. And then the other thing is Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. I am interested in this, but I don't know if I'm going to necessarily pick this up. They labeled it as a remake, Roro, but I don't really feel like it's a remake. It feels more like just a remaster, like they just improved the visuals a little bit and they didn't really like go back and like, you know, remake the entire thing to make it look so good like Resident Evil 2 remake, for instance and, yeah. uh, and I, I that's kind of evident because it's not even on next gen it's only a, a current gen game and it comes out next year which I thought was odd as well interesting yeah so those yeah, are I, two things and you can yeah, go for I it I'll just hop
1: off of what you're saying with the Prince of Persia stuff That that is a that is a game that I've heard great things about mainly from Tim, Tim Getty's from Kind of Funny is where I've always heard him raving about that sort of stuff and when I saw it get announced at the Ubisoft press conference, like, that that did not sell me on it at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, it didn't look very good at all. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure the game is a good game when it came out, and hopefully it plays exactly the same way as it does, so I'm sure it's still going to be a fun game. But, like, when you put Remake in the title, as you were saying, I feel like we're expressing a little bit more when it comes to, to that. I don't feel like Remaster and Remake... They don't mean the same thing, but I feel like people making the games feel like they they do and they just use them interchangeably yeah but um yeah there's definitely a little bit more that i was expecting to see from a prince of persia remake but i'm sure it'll still be just as fun as i was when it first came out the other game that i really liked was the um the writer's republic that looked like something i would be totally into so i'm very excited to to try that out a multiplayer sort of uh steep but with a more options like you can ride your bike, you can do snowboarding, you could do parasailing, I think. So it's really cool. I am really excited to play that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, I just want to shout out our chat real quick. Mejica Pereira uh, commented, Yay, <laughs> and some smiley faces. So uh Mahika if you want a free t-shirt let me know uh and after the show I'll, I'll get in contact with you and i will send that to you uh and then we have another comment from my friend ian which i recognize his profile picture uh ian says uh if you if you say remake it needs to be on the level of resident evil 2 shadow of the colossus demon souls i completely agree Me and Ian have talked about that numerous times before. Like you, you can't just label something as a remake and and get away with that in this day and age because you're on again. This day and age, you have social media where fans are going to tear you apart if you label it as a remake and it's not an actual fully fledged remake. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, Ian, if you want a free T shirt, I will send you a free T shirt, or you can come get it. So. There you go. Uh, Moving on, Uh, Splinter Cell Roro. We have a new Splinter Cell game. So, finally, this is like the 12th time that we have talked about Splinter Cell on this podcast in the last month. This has got to be it. Splinter Cell, the new Splinter Cell. It's coming. It's a VR game. All right. Splinter Cell and Assassin's (laughs) Creed VR games have been announced for Oculus. So this is the closest we've gotten, though. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I'm actually fu- I'm, I'm, I'm obviously poking fun at this because Ubisoft has just toyed with uh, Splinter Cell so much the last month and we just want a fully fledged game. But I'm actually very interested in a Splinter Cell VR game, especially on Oculus, because I have a quest and actually we'll talk about it here in a little bit. The quest Two was announced, uh, but uh This is very exciting because I don't think we've ever seen like a VR fully fledged VR experience that is a stealth game. So and I feel like ugh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Splinter Cell is such a perfect game for this because you're already like Sam Fisher. He wears the night vision goggles. So it already feels like, <laughs> you know, if they make it so that you're wearing the goggles and it, it just I feel like that's such a good connect. I don't know. What do you yeah. what do you think? I think this is
1: really cool. I think uh, the only other stealth game that I could think of, but it isn't out yet, is like Hitman. Would that be, is what I would classify sort of.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I guess that make. yes. I forgot about yeah. the Hitman VR experience. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not out yet anyway.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah, I think this is really cool. Of course, not exactly what people was expecting slash wanting for a Spinter Cell game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think this will be a really cool experience for sure. As you are saying, you already kind of feel like Sam Fisher with wearing the VR headset. And I think it'll be a pretty cool experience. As someone who's not super into the VR stuff yet, I've I've always been interested. And this is definitely an experience I would like to experience at some point. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, It'll be interesting to see how it actually pans out and if (laughs) it's a good game. But uh, it does excite me a little bit. Uh, Moving on, Roro, uh, more news on some upgrades, uh, except this one's an interesting one. Uh, 505 Games uh, apparently accidentally upgraded owners of the Digital Deluxe Edition of Control to the Ultimate Edition, which the Ultimate Edition, remember, includes the next-gen version for free, um, but the Digital Deluxe Edition does not. Uh, which still don't understand that because it includes the same content. Uh, but then they reversed it. Uh, so the interesting part is, is before this happened, they said it wasn't possible to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so 505 Games looks pretty bad at this point, uh, saying that and then actually coming out and seeing that it is possible. It is and possible. It, it had never made sense that it wasn't possible because you yeah. can see like. All you have to do is reference that point. Like, did you buy this? Then you own this. Like, it's not, you know, brain surgery for them to do that. Uh, I don't know. It's just yeah, very it, crappy.
1: It is. And, like, if it wasn't obvious before why they were doing it this way, it's so obvious now that it it happened. Like, it is possible. <laughs> so, it's obviously that they're doing it for the, the moolah. Very, like, it's not even... It was obvious before, but now it's like in your face, like they can make this possible, but they're just not doing it. And it's going to be interesting to see if they, I don't think they will, but reverse it and and allow us to upgrade for free. Now that we know that their excuse for it was not uh, (laughs) true, Yeah. but yeah, it's going to be, I don't think they will. I think they're just going to stay quiet, continue staying quiet about it, but so like such a bad look, such a bad look.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. And it sucks that Remedy's stuck in the position that they're in because they make this game that's such a good game and got Game of the Year nods from many people. And yeah. it's getting tarnished by something that the publisher decided on. It's it's very similar in my eyes to something like Destiny where Destiny got tarnished so much because of decisions Activision was making and not Bungie. Um, back when Activision had their deal going on with them. So, yeah, I I don't like publishers putting their hands in <laughs> baskets that shouldn't be. So I, I'm sure you agree. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, Roro. Uh, there are new skill trees and DLC coming to Borderlands 3 later this year. Um they did also announce that cross gen uh, free upgrades are coming as well. So again, another title to give you free upgrades for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and uh if you own the current gen version Uh, they also announced four player split screen on next gen, which is a new feature. So that's kind of cool. Uh, they announced some new features as well, uh, for current gen, which I think they said split screen vertical. People were asking for them to do vertical split screen. So they're working on that. Uh, and that will come to current gen and next gen in an update. And then also cross play in 2021. So Lots of good stuff for Borderlands 3 uh, despite my hate for Randy Pitchford. Uh, (laughs) Borderlands 3 continues to get uh, better and better. Uh, I'm definitely interested in playing it again once I go back and get all the DLC. Uh, I currently don't own any of the DLC, but I'm thinking they'll have that on sale at some point that I can pick it up. um, Mm -hmm. And then go back to it and have about 150 golden keys that I enter every week. (laughs) nice
1: so yeah this is this is again great news that i think especially following the control story that we just did obviously it's possible people are just do choosing when they want to do it and when they don't want to do it um but yeah this is great for borderlands fans all these extra stuff being cross cross play is going to be really cool as well um i don't see myself ever going back to it maybe in 2021 maybe i don't know but Yeah, I think I think the ship has sailed for me on Borderlands 3 Uh, has for a while, but this is all very good news, though. Yeah,
0: I agree completely. And yeah, if you if you didn't play it originally and it doesn't really interest you, then I doubt that it's going to pull you in (laughs) now. So uh, moving on, Roro, uh, you are the Nintendo aficionado. So, I mean, (laughs) we have some Nintendo news. Uh, Nintendo is doing a mini partner direct tomorrow, uh, which I think they said is mainly going to be third party stuff. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I, yeah, that's what usually their, their partner directs, uh, are, are focus on just like third party people that are planning to release their stuff on the switch. I really don't know what to expect. They haven't been very exciting. The past ones that they've done. So I'm not really, um, expecting much there was a leak today that uh mass effect trilogy might be coming to all consoles ps4 xbox and and switch Mm -hmm. but that i was expecting to see that at the ps5 reveal today and that didn't happen so Mm -hmm. like it'll be interesting to see if that happens tomorrow at the nintendo uh partner direct that'll be wild if that happens there
0: that would be, uh, that would be quite the get for Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, and I think the switch version is like $10 cheaper based on those listings, yeah, which is yeah. also
1: very strange yes. for Nintendo, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Very strange. Uh, but yeah, it, we've heard about uh mass effect trilogy and I actually had that on the, no, uh, on the show before I removed it because we had so much stuff, but I mean, we're already talking about it now. We might as well. Uh, I think it's been rumored so many times now. We're just like, just give it to us. Like, (laughs) where is it? Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. I'll be I'll be interested. Yeah, for sure. I there's a
1: I haven't played any of them all the way through. So I am I've been waiting for this so I can finally go through them. One, two, three, and just say that I played them finally because I've heard great things. So I really want to get my hands on the trilogy.
0: Yeah, and the first game the first game is really good. It's just the combat doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. hold up, especially when, I'm you sure, play, yeah. Yeah, when you play 2 and 3, the combat's so much better, but uh, 2 is amazing. 2 is by far my favorite. Um, so I'm interested to see if they, like when they do this remaster slash remake, whatever they want to call it, if they improve the gameplay for 1 or if it's just going to be like a visual upgrade. Um, that'll be interesting. Moving on, Roro, uh, there were some rumors earlier this week uh, that Microsoft was trying to reacquire Bungie, um, which, to be (laughs) honest, when these rumors first came out, I was like, okay, that's interesting, but I don't see that making sense for Bungie. Uh, I see why Microsoft would want to do it because Phil Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, he is he loves Destiny, he loves Destiny, he loves Bungie, he's always loved Bungie. In fact, he probably wouldn't have let Bungie leave uh, Microsoft. He would have let them do whatever they wanted if he was in charge back then. But uh, Don Matrick was in charge back then, and I'm sure he said Halo, 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 and they were like, "We're done. We don't <laughs> want to do Halo anymore." So uh, yeah. it's kind of unfortunate how that ended up painting out but I I think Bungie as a company is better by themselves like I'd rather see Bungie independent than go back to Microsoft because Bungie the whole reason Bungie left Microsoft to begin with was because they wanted to be independent the whole reason why they left Activision's um Deal that they had, the marketing agreement they had, was because they wanted to be independent. They didn't want someone over their shoulder saying, "You need to do this. You need to do this, etc." So, yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm glad that Bungie kind of quashed this. Um, uh, Pete Parsons, who's kind of the head over there, uh, I think he's C- COO or C something like that, CFO. I don't remember his exact title, but <laughs> Pete Parsons uh, confirmed that this is not true. Uh, and Deej, who's one of the community managers, actually followed up with a funny tweet as well, um, basically saying, uh, no. "Use our correct logo." Yeah don't 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 <laughs> use our don't use our logo from the Halo days where the swoosh goes past the uh, past the U. And I know that because I freaking used their logo so many times back then when I I was just a bungee fanatic back then, obviously because Halo, but. Uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I love Deej. <laughs> yeah, great, great dude. Um, moving on, Roro, Spelunky 2 has some early reviews coming in that is very good so far. So, I don't know a whole lot about Spelunky 2, to be honest. I think we've talked about this before. I'm terrible <laughs> with, um, with remembering that stuff, but, uh, yeah, I Spelunky 2, uh, are you excited, Roro? I think you, I saw you on yeah. Twitter. You were excited.
1: I I am. I was. I have started playing it already. I'm terrible at it, but I'm still having a lot of fun learning like the different enemies and what to expect when I'm diving down. I, I die instantly sometimes. Sometimes I make it two floors in and then I have to start over. Yeah. It's a very cool game, and I'm I'm enjoying it. Spelunky, I, I completely missed, but I've heard great things about that one as well. So. Once I saw this game being showed off, I don't remember where it was, but I feel like it was the first PS5 showcase. I'm not sure. I don't remember where this was first showed off where I was like, oh, this looks this looks pretty fun. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. yeah. So I understand why it's getting all the high praise it is. Um, it is a difficult game for sure, but it's, it's in a fun way. Like a lot of people, why they like Dark Souls or, uh, you know, games like that. The
0: challenge yeah. is very fun yeah absolutely uh the, those games definitely have a place in this day and age for people that want that extra challenge for sure uh i am not that person because i will break <laughs> 17 controllers uh ian says don't mention halo daniel because uh davon Payne will get mad he knows that that's the dude on twitter that was uh that was oh, arguing no. with me yeah because yeah. i sent him that tweet as well so yeah can't talk about Halo, because apparently some fanboys get mad. And then you're,
1: you're, you're, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Fall Guys is getting a new update, Roro. It's an interesting name. Uh, Big Yeetus and the Epic Anti-Cheetus Update. So, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I love it uh so this is apparently going to include some new remixed uh gauntlet levels apparently they're kind of redoing those levels uh to kind of mix it up a little bit so it's not as you know the same old thing over and over and over again which is fantastic love that uh even before season two even comes out which is great uh love that they're doing that and then the other thing i thought was interesting uh (laughs) cheaters are getting isolated into their own uh islands essentially which is freaking awesome Let the cheaters play beautiful. against each other yeah beautiful <laughs> yeah.
1: i love when they do stuff like this instead of just i love when they ban them too that's also great and they just can't play the game yes. but this is another great option where they like are thrown in expecting to demolish everybody who's playing fairly and then there's just a bunch of other cheaters also cheating Yeah, <laughs> that'll be very that's good that's a, a good option as well
0: yeah that's that's fantastic i love when games do this like the first i think the first game that i remember doing this was max Payne three uh rockstar did this for their multiplayer and i the first time i saw that i was like uh yes please why can't this be in every game like that's awesome i don't know
1: yeah and i love the uh what they added the big yeetus uh hammer i guess oh, i don't yeah. know what else better called the rotating hammer yeah in certain levels where you can stand in front of it and it just boosts you forward sometimes that'll work in your favor sometimes you'll be thrown off the map i think it's a really cool yeah uh, thing that could be added to your your run to add to your your play however you want to approach the level so i love that they're adding stuff on and as you said before even the next season is out
0: yeah, I agree. That's awesome. <laughs> that could definitely come to your advantage, but like yeah. you said, could also end badly if you get launched <laughs> off the map. So, yeah. Uh, moving on to our final news story of the week, Roro. Uh Oculus Quest 2 has been announced. Uh, we briefly talked about this a little bit ago, but uh, the... 64 gigabyte uh, base model essentially is 299 and then they have a 256 gigabyte version so it's uh, double the memory of the the higher version of the last quest uh, for 399 so i am all i am all in for this already because i love my quest and have had a lot of fun with it some of the complaints i have with it are that it gets uncomfortable at times for long periods of time because of the weight and it looks like this new one is it's a lot lighter and it it's kind of more ergonomic, so to speak. Uh, so that excites me. Um, it has a new processor in it. So it's brand new processor, faster and everything has two gigs more RAM than the current uh, Quest does. And yeah, and upgraded controllers as well. They uh, tweak to the controllers a little bit as well. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for this and especially with a lot of the VR games that are being announced right now, like there's so many VR games that are being announced that I'm interested in now and like Medal of honor, um, the Medal of honor VR game, they just announced this coming, I believe December or something. Um, but, uh, like that i'm excited for and i just want to have the best experience i can and it still works with the oculus link cable that you can connect to your pc as well to play rift games on pc so you can play fully fledged experiences as well as the standalone stuff on quest as well so i'm excited mm-hmm. for this i'll probably sell my uh, original quest and then get this, get this one instead. Yeah. yeah i already pre-ordered That's it
1: cool. <laughs> Oh wow, okay, nice. Yeah. I I remember when a lot a lot of people do still say this, but like how PS4 is the most affordable way to get into VR, but isn't this this would be cheaper than that now, right? Is this
0: how much did you say this one? Yes. This is 299 yeah. and 399.
1: Yeah. So now this is even better, like to to get into that VR ecosystem. If you have a obviously a PC or laptop that can run the games well, I guess. Yeah. Um but yeah, this is really cool. I remember when they talked about how Facebook was kind of going to take this over with how you have to log in with your Facebook account and me not being totally okay with that. Yeah. Um but this is this is really cool, especially at the price that it's at. I think it's a really affordable way to to get into the VR experience if you've ever been interested in that, for sure.
0: Yes, absolutely. And like you said, it's an easy entry point because you don't have to have the link cable for PC games because they do have fully fledged experiences like Vader Immortal is on there now um, on the actual headset. So hopefully oh, I don't know that they've announced if like metal of honor and uh, for instance, these new splinter cell and assassins creed VR games, if they'll be available standalone on Quest or if you have to play via your PC um, that'll be kind of interesting to, I guess, find out. <laughs> So, yeah, moving on, Roro, to the games we are playing. Uh, I have been playing a lot of stuff lately, so I have a ton of different games. But, uh, I played Rainbow Six Siege, uh, which I played the new uh operator, Sam Fisher operator from Splinter Cell, and I really like him. Uh, no surprise there. <laughs> Uh, he has this cool like camera ability that he can throw cameras underneath and then use like a laser that comes out of the camera. Uh, it's super cool. Um, and I like his guns as well that he starts with. Uh, so very, very interested in that. I played in the noob lobby because I was like, there's no way I'm going into matchmaking like (laughs) ranked matchmaking. I will get destroyed. Um, but yeah, enjoyed the heck out of that. Uh, I also played a lot of people have been playing this on Twitch streams and stuff lately among us. uh, I was interested. So I downloaded it on steam for $5. I I was like, all right, $5. Why not? Um, The game is very much broken in terms of matchmaking. Like it's, it's, it's a terrible experience to try to find a match, but when you get in a match, it's super interesting. Like the whole dynamic of like, telling pe each other like lies and like trying to figure out who's lying and who's the imposter and who's it's just so fascinating to me. Like the only thing I I think they're make they're working on a sequel right now. I think they said they're developing a sequel. But the interesting thing to me would be is if they have voice chat and have... I know you can use Discord and everything like that, but if you have voice chat, and the voice chat cuts off when you are no longer in the meeting, so, like, you only have the voice chat in the meeting, and then you it disables, like, I think that would be such a cool idea.
1: I, I thought the... They did. Ha- I don't know if they do have that. I haven't played the game. Yeah. I've seen a lot of videos on that, and I've seen that in some. So I don't know.
0: Yes, I think the uh, the people doing it, uh, they're using Discord channels. So okay. Yeah, you can gotcha. join Discord channels, and then like they mute each other or whatever they do. Cool. Because okay. uh, the in-game stuff, there's not any microphone not that- stuff. There's a text uh-huh. chat that you can yes. pe- like send messages and stuff. But um, yeah, I think. Voice chat would be super cool, yeah. uh, and it'd be cool if this was on console too. Like this would be yeah. an easy win. So definitely. In uh, the last thing I've been playing, RoRo, I started the Outer Worlds peril on Gorgon DLC. I love it. Uh, yes. So I've only played the first like hour or so of it, but it is definitely very much more Outer Worlds, which totally cool with. I love Outer Worlds. Um, my game of the year last year. But, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the heck out of it so far. It's an interesting story. Uh, it's more of like a detective story. You're trying to figure out, like, what's going on and, and put the pieces together. I really, really like it so far. So that's my games I'm playing.
1: Nice. Um, I kind of touched upon it already. I'm not playing, I haven't been playing a lot this week because I kind of started back school yeah. uh, recently. So I've been kind of trying to focus on that. But I did as I mentioned earlier start playing Spelunky and as I also mentioned earlier this is my first time playing any Spelunky games I didn't play the first one this is my first time trying this kind of game and I'm really enjoying it like like I said it's very challenging and but it doesn't it's not a difficult game to wrap your head around there's a lot of different ways to approach levels and you learn that as you keep dying over and over you're like okay so that didn't work. So let me try this. And then you get better and better. And that's what's really, that's kind of the point of it is just feeling yourself getting better and reaching the lower levels and seeing what else there is to discover. And uh, it's, it's cool. It's a very cool experience. I haven't gotten very far because as I said, I'm not very good at the game. But I, I am having fun trying over and over seeing how far I can get before I have to inevitably start over. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I haven't played a lot of roguelikes. So this is kind of my first time playing something like this in general, not just Spelunky, but I'm enjoying it so far.
0: You're in uncharted territory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm not very familiar with roguelikes either, so I'd probably be in worse shape (laughs) than you. So, all right. Uh, We will move into the topic of the show, Roro. Here we go. PlayStation 5 has been priced, dated, and pre-orders are happening right now, Roro. Right now? It's it's chaos. It's chaos. Uh, So, yeah, um, we'll talk about the price and stuff here in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, pre-orders went live. And um, we were talking about this briefly in the pre-show that I think it's very interesting that Microsoft clearly laid out, like, Come this time, this day, we'll have pre-orders up. Sony's just like, all right, our event's over. Uh, retailers, you do whatever you want. So now retailers <laughs> are like, there's, they're all coming out and like, oh, we're available here, we're available. God, both ways are stressful because this way it's like so many different places you have to look, so many different places. And while we're on, we're chatting right now. My friend Ian, who is actually watching us and chatting in the in the live chat is texting me like, Hey, Best Buy is up and this is up. And, <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, Ga- GameStop's blocking everyone from getting on. Like I right now, that. I
1: saw that on Twitter when, while <laughs> we were doing the show, I saw Gary Witta got blocked from GameStop. I was yeah. like, oh, what is happening?
0: <laughs> yeah. GameStop is like broken right now. So that's not working. So Yeah, everyone's wanting to pre-order right now, and it's just it's it's chaos. But it's just that's just how it is when it comes to pre-ordering brand new consoles, and it's gonna be the same way next week when the Xbox consoles go live, because it's everyone going to the website at the exact same time time. is going to crash sites. So, yeah, it's gonna be chaos. Um, But yeah, are you excited, RoRo? Uh, Have you seen any Canada listings yet? Still
1: nothing. No, not nothing yet. I, as I said in the pre-show as well, I don't think I'll be able to do this pre-order online. Um, yeah. I, I would like to put, like, a trade in towards it, so I don't have to pay the full price. But I do like the price. I, I was like, yeah, not too, not too hurt by it. I was like, yeah, the one hundred dollar difference. I was going for the discless version before, and now I definitely am with it being priced hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, which I was very happy to see. So I am excited. This We'll talk about the showcase, of course, uh, later. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, I'm very hyped. I'm
0: very excited. Yeah. I, let's just jump into the price since we're already talking about it. Uh, the physical edition of PS5 is $499, uh, which matches the Series X, as kind of we expected. And the digital edition is $399, which is the launch price of the PlayStation 4. That very much surprised me. I did not expect that. And if if Ian's still watching, he'll attest to this. I told him, I was like, dude, I think there's a better chance of the consoles being $549 for the physical and $499 for the digital. And then them marketing the digital console as like the console to compare to the Series X and i kept telling them that i'm like these people that are saying 399 i don't get it because it's like a pipe dream and then here we are it actually <laughs> happened i didn't expect that i literally did not expect it to be a 100 dollar difference because the actual dish drive isn't a 100 dollar part but my friend ian also made a great point saying hey Uh, this also means that people are buying all digital content and they have to get all that money back. Exactly. They have to go through the PlayStation store to buy all of this stuff. So they're not dealing with retailers and giving them their cuts. So yeah, I'm with you, Roro. I'm definitely, I want to get the digital edition. I, as we talked about before, I got a physical edition pre-ordered on, uh, online. And, uh, I'm just hoping that, that, oh, that digital edition becomes available because I want that $100 less price point. Yeah, definitely. So,
1: And I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat, and that's why it might be harder
0: to to get. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And again, that was another thing my friend and Ian and I had talked about because he thinks the 499 edition is going to sell more. I think the 399 will will sell more because like the average person, like the average consumer isn't going to know like, oh, that's not a disk drive. Oh, I, they're not going to care. They're just going to look at the price and say $399. I'll buy that version. So mm-hmm. I, th- I definitely think the digital version is going to sell more uh, personally. Um, yeah. What do you what do you think? You think the digital edition will sell more? Um,
1: I think it will. I feel like the average... I, when they go into GameStop and they're going to be asking questions, the average uh, customer is going to come in like, so which one should I get? And I'm sure a lot of people will tell them to get the disc version. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be but why? This is more expensive. And I feel like more people will want the disc drive. Just the average customer will be like, okay, I I don't know if everybody is so into digital right now. The average customer, I keep saying that, but yeah, <laughs> I know like the hardcore... Gamers know which one they want and they'll go for the diskless or they'll go for the 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 disk drive version but I feel like it's so hard for me to to guess I, I think that the I think I agree with Ian actually that the the disk version will sell more yeah I I really don't know why I think it's because just people will see that in a way they're when getting the diskless version they're kind of losing out for some reason
0: yeah but losing I don't know that value I guess yeah uh, yeah, that, I think I think it's a great value for getting the
1: discless version one hundred dollars cheaper oh. and just buying your games online. But
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's there's as many good sales digitally now as there is physically for games. So yeah, you. I mean, that's not going to hurt you in that regard. Um, but yeah, the the point I was making of why like. I want the digital version is because I already have an Xbox one X. I have a one S and I have, and I'm going to have a series X. So I'm already going to have three consoles that are, that have 4k Blu-ray players. I don't need another one. <laughs> like, uh, that was my main thing. But then the hundred dollar pi- price point, that's a big deal as well. Um, hundred dollars less. I'm all for that. So awesome price for sure. Uh, And it's interesting comparing to Microsoft's strategy because Microsoft has the cheapest console at $299, but it's also the least powerful console. So I'm interested to see kind of how the Series S does compared to that PlayStation 5 Digital Edition that's just $100 more. Um, Because now when you see that, the PS5 Digital Edition almost has more value in my eyes than the Series S at $299, because the power difference is quite substantial in terms of um, in terms of resolution. Um, obviously, if you have a 4K TV, I wouldn't recommend getting the Series S. I would either yeah. get the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition or the Xbox One X. Um, when you compare those two, that's you know hundred dollar difference if you don't get the disc drive. So, yeah, very interesting. Um, moving on, Roro. Sony announced a new PlayStation Plus collection, which is essentially uh, just adding on to your PlayStation Plus subscription, and it's going to include many favorite PlayStation 4 games included when you buy your PlayStation 5 and you already have PlayStation Plus. So I I saw a ton of games in there like Uncharted 4, uh, God of War, like all of their big AAA titles from PS4 generation that you know and expect. It is coming essentially for free i feel like this is kind of the first step to them making their first party games in a game pass like subscription like microsoft has um because obviously microsoft has all of their uh all of their exclusives come day one to game pass and i feel like this is kind of sony's first step to say okay we're recognizing you guys want this this is added value to PlayStation plus subscribers. So you're not paying for this, but I feel like it it may kind of lead them into that subscription. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um, I think this is awesome. I I love that that for people who haven't played those games. Um, if they don't have a PS four or that, they just miss them entirely for whatever reason. This is awesome because anybody who's getting a PS five is probably going to get PS plus as well. Yeah. Um, so just getting that instant collection is, is really cool. I, I don't know if we'll ever I, I hope to God I'm wrong, but I don't I don't think we'll ever get something like as amazing as Game Pass on PlayStation. And if we do, it's not gonna be the the same sort of thing. I don't think we're ever gonna get The Last of Us Part Three on the same day on for free on a on a like a Game Pass sort of model on Playstation. I just don't see them hmm being that awesome i don't know but um i i really hope like you said that this is the first step towards a sort of service like that because i think they would that would be awesome i don't know if they they even feel like they need to compete in that, that that sort of way like make a game pass uh ps version i again i i hope they do because it would be awesome to have those sort of games on a subscription sort of like service but um I, I, I think this collection is really great not for me personally because i've played all these games already but it, it'll definitely be cool to have them there day one if i if i wanted to play them I could play persona on my ps5 like that'll be that'd be pretty cool
0: i completely agree and this this actually makes me feel better about getting the digital edition of ps5 as well because i own quite a few physical discs for ps4 games uh like I know for a fact I own a disc of Uncharted 4. Uh, I know I own a disc of uh, of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So, like, there's games in there that I know I have discs for, so I wouldn't be able to play those disc-based games on my digital edition. So this kind of is like, all right, that makes me feel better about that because I'll be able to play them anyways. So, yeah, great, 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 great thing. Love it. Uh, moving on, Roro, we got a new game announcement announced here. Final Fantasy 16 was announced, and it is a PS5 console exclusive, which means it's also coming to PC. Um, So this was obvious. This was a big deal, obviously, because Final Fantasy is a big franchise. I've always associated Final Fantasy as a PlayStation franchise because of how like tight their partnership has been for so many years now. Um, So this isn't entirely surprising for me um it doesn't you know sway me one way or the other because i've never been a final fantasy fan i've never really gotten into them uh i played a little bit of 15 and uh i i, I don't know i just i those games don't interest me i guess um so what i
1: yeah i, I thought it looked good i thought it was really good i'm not huge into final fantasy either i love final fantasy 7 remake uh earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed 15 to it. I think it's just a specific game slate style that it needs to have for it to, to hook with me, which is the final fantasy kind of action slash um, turn-based sort of mesh that they have when it's more action rather than turn-based. I really like that sort of gameplay style in these games. And it based on the trailer looked like it was continuing off of that final fantasy seven remake sort of uh, gameplay style that they, introduced there so that's a, good for me so I'm, I'm going to enjoy playing this game if i do decide to pick it up and i think i will because i did enjoy 15 and i loved uh final fantasy 7 remake so hopefully this just continues the trend of good final fantasy games uh right now and uh i don't think i'll be going back to older ones because they play so much differently so i i, it, I think it really does come down to the gameplay for for these guys
0: for sure uh it's great news for for final fantasy fans though because some people losing their minds for sure (laughs) yes and maybe not 20 years before the next one releases though they finally have confirmation to ease their minds so uh the next one, Roro, uh, Demon's Souls was shown off again, and it is Demon Souls rem- Remake, uh, which was announced as a launch title for PlayStation 5, which is a big deal. Uh, their launch lineup is looking very, very good so far. Uh, in contrast to Microsoft's uh, launch lineup, Xbox's line- launch lineup, which is very lackluster with uh, Halo Infinite being delayed. Um, so, yeah. Demon Souls being a launch title—that's awesome. Uh, I absolutely hate Dark Souls and Demon Souls because I—I I will literally break all everything that I own if I play those. So I won't play this, but it's awesome for the the fans of it. I know Ian is a fan, and uh, are have you been into the uh, Dark Souls games before? Oh no! Oh okay. No. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. I played Bloodborne a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I didn't finish it for probably the same reasons as, as you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this did look really good. Like the It looks beautiful, and this is what I was expecting from Prince of Persia. Like, this is how you do a remake sort of style. And it looked, it looked really good. Like, the monsters looked menacing, and the lightning that hit that tree at one point, like, this looks so cool. Like, this world and this atmosphere looks awesome. And I would definitely play it if I knew I wasn't going to get past the first boss. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it is very daunting. That's for sure. Yeah. It um, does look
1: good. I'm, I'm super happy that it's a launch game. And it's, it's kind of weird that they didn't say that in the, yeah. in the conference. But yeah, Still cool that it's coming.
0: I almost wonder if they, they just weren't sure yet at that time <laughs> uh, with COVID and everything. Like working from home conditions, they might not have just been sure. And they just wanted to make sure, which I totally get that. Um, yeah. Uh, especially with halo infinite being delayed because you know we saw what that did uh covid <laughs> destroyed that launch for me so uh <laughs> moving on to my favorite part of the entire demonstration Roro, spider-man miles morales gameplay was shown my god that game looks beautiful i am so excited for that game uh Spider-Man PS4 was my game of the year that year, even with God of War releasing that year. I loved Spider-Man. I absolutely thought it was phenomenal. And I love Insomniac. I really like what Insomniac does, uh, including Ratchet and Clank. That's in the launch window as well, which is just mind-blowing. Um, but yes, this gameplay looks so good. The reflections and the puddles are all Oh, yes. everything. It looks so good. It looks...
1: So good. And the music as well, when he started into combat, it's like, oh, this hits so good. This hits so good. It's so true to the Miles character. And it hits back to the the movie that came out as well. Like it, it jives so well with that character and that universe and that style. And they're nailing it again. They nailed it with Peter Parker. So far, they're doing an amazing job with Miles as well, with his different powers as well, how he moves. differently than peter parker but you could still see like this is going to play just as well as as peter parker did like you can see the the little moments that like oh that's when you press triangle and circle to do a finisher and it's like this is going to be so fun to play and yeah it looks awesome
0: yes i i I loved like the sequence at the end there like where they showed like all the abilities kind of being combined to like do these different combos that are crazy like you could turn invisible and then use your lightning and then it was just crazy doing these flips and ah i want it all (laughs) i want it all and this Uh, is actually
1: also coming on ps4 as well which i yeah which i think they talked about a little bit but yeah it's it's cool that it's Going to be in both places.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and actually, they did announce that the uh, PS4 version of Spider-Man is getting a remaster for PlayStation Five as well. Um, and I think there's a bundle if you pay, I think seventy dollars. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I, think, I, think, I
1: think the bundle is like the price of a normal game, and if you just get Miles Morales, it's like twenty dollars cheaper, ten dollars cheaper, or something.
0: Yes, I think you're correct. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that I will probably pick up the uh, bundle just because I want to experience that game again and the remastered glory. Um, but yeah, the, I think that's interesting. We kind of went over a couple of different things there. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but man, I don't even know which way to go because there there's so many different ways to go. All right. So PlayStation <laughs> four games. So. I thought it was interesting because before they had kind of ingrained it in our heads that, you know, these PlayStation 5 games would only exist on PlayStation 5, and Microsoft was doing like a completely different strategy of, you know, going across generations and everything. Because when they first announced this, they said, uh, Sony even specifically said they were like, yeah, we want to do generational leaps, so PlayStation 5 games will be PlayStation 5. And then uh, we're kind of essentially leaving PS4 owners behind that, you know, they're obviously supporting it up to the PS5, but they had originally said that, but now they're saying that, you know, Spider-Man's coming to PS4 and uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West is coming to PS4, which I was surprised at both of those announcements, but glad because obviously that only benefits gamers uh who don't have to upgrade so to speak if they don't want to or aren't ready to yet um so yeah because we talked about not that long ago on the show like the 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 contrast to microsoft strategy where they were wanting to support xbox one support xbox series x and also obviously series s and how that was kind of people were saying like xbox one's gonna hold back uh the next gen games and i was like that doesn't make sense because that's not how development works but uh yeah and uh, sony was kind of saying their playstation 5 bit but now they're kind of easing that so to speak and i almost i don't wonder if this was caused by microsoft's announcements but it is interesting that it comes after that um like, why wouldn't they have said this? Because they were very clear before that. Like, pay- PlayStation Five is our next generation. We're gonna go head first into that. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it was just simple misinterpretations or something like that. But yeah,
1: I yeah. Know. I I don't know. I'm I'm I, again all for it. I, I if I don't end up getting a PS Five, I'll still be able to play Miles Morales. I just see it as more. That's how Xbox is handling it. Like these are PlayStation Four games, and they and they are in a uh, enhanced for the PS Five. Like how Xbox Series S games are enhanced for the Xbox Series X. And mm-hmm. eventually, we'll get to the point where PS Fives, like they're saying, PS Five games are PS Five games, and we won't get them on PS Four. But I still think that we're still in that transitional period. But I, I agree that their messaging was different to what they are doing for sure.
0: Yeah sure uh but it's all good now it's all good news now uh so moving on Roro from the amazing Miles Morales uh Hogwarts Legacy has been officially announced which is the Harry Potter game that has been rumored for oh my goodness I don't know how long forever uh this is exciting because this actually looked really good like I thought it looked really good and I'm not a big Harry Potter fan like, at all, but the game looks like visually good and it looks interesting. Um, I don't know. What were your thoughts on it?
1: I, I'm also not a huge Harry Potter fan,
0: but I know that this is a game that I think it least
1: two years ago or so it's, it's been like, when are they going to show this off sort of situation? Um, so I'm glad that it's finally been shown off and we know that it's coming. And yeah, it does look good. And for all those Harry Potter fans out there, I'm sure they're losing their mind right now, and I'm I'm excited for them. Um, But it does look like a fun game. I I obviously don't understand all the references, and if I were to play this, I probably would be very lost. But it it looks like a good Harry Potter game for sure. It looks like a fun game in general. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, agreed (laughs) completely. Uh, It took Warner Brothers long enough to announce this um moving on black ops cold war uh got a new trailer and and it was a gameplay uh demonstration this is usually like kind of what they show at like e3 and such uh their campaign gameplay it looks really good roro like visually it looks really good and uh i know it's not surprising that call of duty you know looks good but Like this is coming. This is a two-year dev cycle for Treyarch. This is the first time they've had two years to make a game in a long time. Um, And man, they seems to they have seemed to have made a really good game in two years uh, visually, anyways. I don't. Yeah, it
1: it it looks good for sure. I think I always talk about when we talk about how I'm
0: not super into the
1: Call of Duty games, uh, campaigns, and stuff. The multiplayer sometimes, but usually not but uh it does look good will i try it i don't know yet but i can't deny that that trailer and that gameplay it all looked smooth it all looked cinematic as heck and it looked like a really cool blockbuster game but yeah it looked it looked beautiful i always feel weird saying that when i'm talking about a A call of duty game but yeah yeah, (laughs) it looks beautiful (laughs) yeah
0: yeah interesting uh (laughs) moving on roro resin evil village got a new trailer uh it didn't really show as much gameplay as i'd hoped uh there was a little bit in there um but it was kind of like a weird mismatch of uh styles i guess in the trailer um coming 2021 obviously still um i'm excited to play it just to see what it actually turns out to be um it looked very spooky and creepy and (laughs) the voiceover was creepy so uh, uh yeah i'm all i'm all for this too spooky for me too spooky for (laughs) me yeah Yeah. i mean it is it is resident evil so moving on we have a dmc 5 special edition that was announced uh it is a re-release essentially uh from last this current generation um this looked definitely more like just a port essentially so hopefully they don't charge for this i don't know that they said whether they're charging or if it's going to be like a free upgrade type deal i'm assuming since it's called special edition though that they're gonna charge again for this (laughs) so so, uh, it didn't really wow me like I, i it's if you played DMC five on Xbox one or PS four, I feel like this version is not going to do anything more for you. So just play backwards compatible, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I didn't play it. So I, I have no stake in the game, but it, I have always been interested in them. Those kind of character action games. I, I do like, I just never picked it up for sure.
0: Uh, moving on to the least important story of the entire show for me personally odd world soul <laughs> got some gameplay i couldn't care less about odd world and i i thought the trailer looked eh i don't i don't really care about it but I you know it has its fan base uh, like any franchise i guess
1: but yeah. i'm in the same boat it doesn't has never spoken to me really yeah
0: and every time i hear about odd world it always reminds me of the original xbox when everyone was like Oh, Oddworld. I can't remember what title it was, but Oddworld's going to be the game of Xbox, and then it comes out, and it was not a good game, and Halo oh, was, no. like, the featured game, so... Yeah. Oh, that's kind of funny.
1: Well, strange. How how different history would be if Oddworld was the mascot of Xbox?
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably be gaming on a Mac right now, because <laughs> Bungie would have made Halo for Mac. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So moving on, Roro uh, game prices, as we kind of alluded to, appear to be $70 for PlayStation 5 first party games. Um, But there is a good mix of pricing for the launch titles. I tried to find this tweet a little bit ago, and I, I was unable to find it. I don't know what I did with the tweet. But uh, they have a ton of different price points. Uh, actually, I found it. Uh, oh, Astro's, <laughs> <laughs> Astro's Playroom is pl- uh, pre-installed on PS5, so obviously that's free. Demon Souls remake is $69.99, which is $70. That's so essentially one of their pillar games uh, launching day one, $70. Destruction All-Stars is $70. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales is fifty dollars, so it's oh. actually cheaper. Um, so that's cool. Uh, Miles Mor- Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition, which includes the remastered PS4 Spider-Man, is seventy dollars. So it's the same price as a full-fledged game, which I'm totally cool with that. That's that's not a bad price um, at all. Uh, and then Sackboy: boy, a big adventure is going to be $60. So there's kind of a mix there. Uh, they don't have like a consistent <laughs> pricing scheme, which I'm assuming miles Morales is going to be, you know, a little shorter than PS4 Spider-Man. That's just what I'm gathering by the pricing. Uh, otherwise why would they make it $50 instead of, you know, 60 or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's kind of nice to have like, you know, a mixture of different prices. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I Yeah, I do agree that I'm glad that they do have a mixture of prices. I would I'm sure we'll see a lot more consistency as we get a little bit deeper into the year yeah. or or deeper into the console cycle where Miles Morales Ultimate Edition is a that's what normal games Call of Duties will be priced at this and NBA two case will be priced at this. Like you'll know what you're getting and you won't be having to guess. Yeah. It is like yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's interesting that Sackboy is 59 99 Yeah. And Marvel's Marvel Spider-Man is 49 99 I do know that Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales is supposed to be like a lot of people keep saying it's like an uncharted lost legacy. That's the kind of experience slash length you're gonna get with that game. So I understand why it's cheaper, yeah. But I don't know. It, it it is definitely interesting to see these different prices and
0: yeah.
1: Just like how Insomniac's uh, uh, Russian Clank was priced a little bit cheaper than a regular yes game. Yes. It's like I I un- I don't I, I don't get it because I feel like that is worth a seventy nine ninety nine sort of price. But yeah, it's going to be interesting what people decide is the value of their game. But, yeah,
0: uh, I yeah. I agree because I would I would much rather pay seventy dollars for Miles Morales than pay seventy dollars for Sackboy, but right yeah like, I would it's interesting yeah <laughs> I agree with you um it, yeah it's interesting and you and we don't have anything to compare with with Microsoft's pricing because there's no big AAA release on day one from for Microsoft that's their first party studios uh, with Halo Infinite being delayed there's no we have nothing to compare to. So until Microsoft releases a big triple A game, we won't know what their pricing is even going to be. I would assume it'll be the same $70, but who knows? Um, Moving on. uh, What else do we have left? We have one new story left, Roro. We plowed through that. It's already nine. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was a long show already. All right. So our last story, Roro, from the event God of War Ragnarok was officially <laughs> teased for a 2021 release. And apparently, if Marty Sleva, formerly of IGN on Twitter, says that God of War Ragnarok uh, is game of the year, just give it to him now. And I tweet Halo Infinite, just Halo Infinite, nothing else, mind That's, you, underneath that. <laughs> I say Halo <laughs> Infinite. It, it, implying it's coming 2021, and then somebody responds to you saying, Oh, you're such a fanboy! Like, what? No, <laughs> I'm excited for God of War Ragnarok. I was just pointing out that Halo Infinite comes next year, don't forget about it either because people always forget about it. So, I feel like I have to yell about it all the time. <laughs> but, yes, I'm very excited for this. Um, it kind of took me, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but. It took me a while to actually, you know, get to God of War. The original, uh, not the original, but the the right. PS4 God of War. Yeah, um, it took me a while to actually get to it. But when I did get to it, I loved that game. And I actually played Spider Man before I played God of War. Uh, it took me that long. I bought God of War right away, and just I'd never played it. I took it took me way too long. And I loved Spider Man. I was like, "All right, I got to go play God of War now." It's such a good game. It's um, a good game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for this.
1: Me too. I I'm very excited for it as well. But what somebody brought up as well is like, is this is this two or is this like another sort of Miles Morales sort of situation where it's a a shorter game before two because it's it's. I Don't know, this is seems like a short time that it's coming out next year and it came out. God of War came out two years ago, three years ago,
0: yeah, uh, 2018. I, yeah. So, uh, when it yeah. comes out, it'll have been three years, three years okay. But, well,
1: yeah, I, I feel like it's I'm very excited for this game. God of War was was awesome, and I, I hope it is God of War 2 Ragnarok or God of War Ragnarok, whatever. It's a full experience, but i wouldn't be opposed to a smaller experience as well and then two right after yeah <laughs> more got it for the better but yeah, i thought it was i thought that was an interesting idea that that they, this could be a smaller experience akin to mild morales as well before we get the next big big one yeah but uh yeah and, and that's- Very excited.
0: I think that's definitely possible. Uh, I was just thinking in my mind, like, with the way that God of War ended, like, it ended with, spoiler alert, if you haven't played God of War at this point, it's, I mean, we're past that time at this point. Uh, But uh, at the end of God of War, you see um, Thor, uh, God of Thunder, at the end of the game, and he shows up. And so Ragnarok definitely ties into Thor. That's true. So you would think that it would be a direct sequel. At least that's what I was thinking. Um, and also, I I kind of feel like they're going to do the Halo approach where they're just going to name their titles, you know, God of War, whatever, from now on. They're not going to put numbers anymore because, you know, we'll be right. up to Confuses. God of War. Yeah. We'll be yeah. up to God of War 27 <laughs> in no time, you know? Yeah. So, Yeah. I I definitely could still see it being like a lost legacy expansion but yeah that was my thoughts uh thinking it was a direct sequel so uh overall I thought the PlayStation event was a really really good show they got a lot of really good third party uh content in there like Hogwarts Legacy, Black Ops Cold War, Resident Evil Village, um Final Fantasy 16 well that's sort of first party but um, it's exclusive, but it's a third-party studio. I thought they had really, really good third-party studios that showed up for this event. Um, and that kind of contrasts Microsoft's event that they had their third-party event before their first-party event that was kind of lackluster. And I, f- I think this kind of explains why it was so lackluster because S- Sony had all everything um, and kind of the big punches, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I... I thought it was a very solid show. I'd probably get an, give it an A-plus, Roro. An A-plus,
1: yes. That's yes. what I... So,
0: All right, cool. Anything else you want to talk about before we let the good folks go?
1: Uh, No, I'm just super excited to... Whether it be November 12th, I don't remember the, the release date now, whether oh, it be November gosh. 12th or... Yes, yeah.
0: we didn't even say that, did we? <laughs> yeah, November, <laughs> November 12th. Yes, two days after uh, Xbox.
1: Yes. Which is and then the nineteenth for everywhere else like the world outside
0: of yeah yeah, which Um, I I think is an interesting date because it's a Thursday.
1: Yeah, not a Friday or yeah or weekend sort of situation. Yeah, it is interesting.
0: Yeah. So, thank you for catching that because I completely forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the date. That's kind of important. Oh, gosh. Thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Please be nice to each other on the internet. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya.